0: Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Mavs Moneyball After Dark. This is Kirk Henderson and Josh out your editors at Mavs Moneyball, joining you for uh, another recap pod. And, you know, Dallas Mavericks just defeated the Detroit Pistons 111 to 105. Luka Doncic returned. It was seats for Soldiers Knights. Luka scored 53, and the Mavericks <laughs> won. Should we just, you know, hang up and and have the shortest podcast in history? Josh, how are you?
1: <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Uh, I'll just say that it's a good thing the Mavericks won because it would have not, it would not have been a good time online if uh, well, the Mavericks. I wrote had about NASA it skin. anyway
0: because I don't feel good. I don't feel... I just... I, I'm starting to feel ill. I don't know what it is, probably. It's winter. It's January yeah. in Texas. <laughs> yeah, just didn't... And that's sort of, You know, and I just... I, I wrote one out... Like, I wrote a pretty lengthy, like, 450-word recap, because the game was actually, like, had a lot of back and forth. Yeah. But it... it, it, it I just, I can't stress to people enough how fucking terrible the Pistons are. And (laughs) it's one thing if you're like, all right, you know, every team plays down. And it's just, it's like, this would have been a really nice convincing win. And they got up 10-0 and the Pistons actually outscored them the rest of the way. Uh, Only the Mavericks had enough. And they had enough because Luka is good. And that's about it. Like, this was, (laughs) this was just, I mean, it's, it's, it sounds sassy, but Spencer Dinwiddie scored all of his points in the fourth quarter. They didn't. That's good. Have, wait, 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 <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm that is good. But until I'm the fourth cheesy. quarter, they had no other players in double digits, and it's like, and and you know, this was the first game where I thought, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong because I don't read into body language too much. Luca's body language was not happy in this game.
1: There were a lot of players not happy. I think uh, Nick from Locked On and Cato said that. THJ after a timeout, like, ripped his jersey and slammed a chair. Well, he um, could afford
0: to make a layup. Like, some of the shit that (sighs) that he's doing, like, THJ in specific, where it's like... I think he's pissed at himself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, that was a weird... Yeah. Um, I want to run this off you. And I know this wasn't a game where... I mean, you did the recap, and usually when you do the recap, you're... I mean, you're watching all the games. Like, I'm not trying to say it, but usually you are... When you do the recap, you are super locked in, uh, which is really impressive because especially when you're in the doldrums of the season, I want to bounce this off you then. You know, there's a lot being made online about the scoring disparity and Lucas scoring 53 and the next having 12 and then no one else in double figures. But, you know, obviously Tim and Spencer had horrendous games overall. Mm -hmm. You know, it's good that Tim turned it on in the fourth quarter. You know they combined to go one of twelve from three, and and that was obviously really bad. But I'm looking at I was kind of just in the flow of the Luca game. There was some of it that was like because everyone would just kept screaming like get loot like why doesn't you know Luca doesn't have anyone like come on upgrade this roster you know all you know all the stuff that we've heard all season and stuff that yeah. we've been saying. But watching this game, it was kind of like. I don't know, because Luka was just taking all the shots. Like, uh, like look at some of the shots. That, like, Dorian had five. Um, mm-hmm. Pal had four. Bullock had five. McGee had five. Like, Green had four. It's not like all these, you know, again, Captain. Well, it's big. Inwitty it's big. I'll, I'll do it, it myself.
0: Fans. Like, yeah. angry Thanos at the end of Avengers, like, shit going on. And I, I, I want to... <sighs> I get really frustrated when I can tell someone hasn't watched a Mavs game and they have criticism of what Luca does. He scored 18 points in the first quarter because no, or I'm sorry, he scored 20, 24, 24 points in the first quarter uh-huh. because no one else could hit a shot for the first nine minutes. Yep. yep. Like that. I'm sorry, these are professional athletes. And this game, like I, I'm, I'm kind of quietly losing it because I hate the trade deadline. I and granted, understanding <laughs> that like none of us have any say in this, I lose my mind when I when I get mentions of people being like, "Well, we can't trade." Then they list four players, and I'm just like, "Folks, what about these players? Makes you that excited?" And this was it. Like for this to happen after a day of discourse like that is perfect because the kind of misses that like dorian just misses wide open looks i'm sorry dorian is 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 a product of luka doncic being good and anybody at least on the offensive end and i don't really agree with any other take otherwise because his his three point percentage rose 8 points when luka joined the team and it never went back down because he gets the like some of the most wide open looks night after night after night if you're not hitting those you shouldn't be in the league and so, yeah, I'm. I'm again. I don't feel good. So, like, this is just making me like a little bit crazy because I want them to beat the pants off someone. Like, Luca was 12 of 13 from two point range. Does anyone <laughs> understand how fucking crazy that is? His shot chart was not a bunch of stuff at the rim either. He was hitting mid range, and it's like the, the the whole meme of of you know the 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 thing down at Deep Elm where it's a guy being you know get, send help like. I just, it's true. It's, it's, and it's, and it's super annoying. Like, like the fact that Javelle McGee was the, the second leading scorer for a significant portion of this game is just really weird.
1: Yeah. I, I feel you. And I don't want to disagree with you too much. I just felt like there were certain points where I was like, well, like the Pistons were just giving up a layup. Like, I was just kind of sure. like, well, yeah, like this is the right outcome. Like, why should Luca even pass it when he's getting, like, I mean, he was just getting good look after good look at the rim. And yeah. I'm like, I almost, you know, like, do I blame Josh Green for only scoring eight points when he shot the ball four times and I don't feel like he passed up too many open looks? Like, that's the kind of part. Where I'm, like, Reggie had a pretty, like, I mean, Reggie made three of five from three. So, like, again, I understand what you're saying. It's pretty crazy to see this kind of discrepancy. And they they have to figure out a way to, to lessen the load and they have to figure out a way to win games comfortably without Luca uh looking like superman. It just kind of in the flow of this game, it kind of felt like I was like, like this doesn't feel like Luca on an island. This just feels like the pistons are so bad that Luca doesn't even really need to pass it because he's getting whatever he wants. Um, but again, Dinwiddie was all Dinwiddie was bad. He had cooked legs from playing 80 Yeah he looked tired. He, he was like
0: giving up the ball early and wasn't yeah. looking to attack. Which is you know the fact that he turned it on in the fourth quarter
1: I, mean, that's yeah,
0: I, prob- game. I, <laughs> I probably should have wrote about this, and and I'm I'm pretty tough on Dimwitty sometimes, largely because I feel like when he disappears, he just really disappears, and for him to do what he did in the fourth was nice. It was it was helpful.
1: Yeah, uh, Tim is bad though, and uh, probably need to probably need a larger conversation on Tim eventually because dude has had one. One good game in the last almost month, like January tenth against the Clippers, was his last like pretty solid shooting game. And since then, he's been kind of herky jerky. He's at well, he had a good, decent game against Clippers but they lost. Yeah, but I mean, the dude is uh, twenty. I'm looking at it twenty six. So he's he's taken twenty six threes in his last four games. Um, and he's made five of them. Yeah, he's five of (laughs) twenty-six. We're in the we're in
0: one of his down swings. Yeah,
1: it's it's been really bad, and it's on. It's on. I mean, it's honestly amazing. The Mavericks are two and two in those game in those four games. Like
0: that's right. There's a lot of there's a lot of metrics we've seen. Yeah, that tie him.
1: Yeah, yeah, tie him to like he has to shoot well for them to win, and that was what it was like for a while there. So we'll see. Um, yeah, this was a. I mean. This was a game that was kind of like – it's kind of perfect, this game, because it was a game where, like, everyone that's pretty glass half-empty on this team, you got meat to chew on. Uh, Like, you got your red meat. And then people that are optimistic about this team, you know, hey, they won. You know, they pulled it out. Lucas scored 50. Like, oh, look how – you know, look how fun it is that Lucas calling out that Detroit assistant. Like, there was enough – like, there was enough on each side. Uh, to kind of be satisfied with this game, like to back up your viewpoint on this team, which is kind of what it feels like. Every single game this team plays, it feels like they do that. They give ammo to both sides of the of, of the debate over how good this team is. I
0: mean, I don't really. I, I don't. My my sort of takeaway from most people is I don't think anyone thinks this team is very good. I think people are like you just don't count out Luca in yeah. a, in a game where, and that's a act like. That's a thing. That's a real thing, and I tend to side with that and understand it 100%. It's just, yeah. I mean, they, they basically need to go, including this game, they needed to go two and three to get to the all-star, not the all, the trade deadline um, above 500. And if they do, you know, and and that, so that, giving them a little bit of, of cushion is is pretty helpful because they have a, they have a tough schedule
1: ahead. We've oh, talked about this for a while. <laughs> The the season. This is the season in the next. Yeah. Like every game after this one, for about the next week and a half, like it's the two
0: national TV games. One of them against the Clippers. One of them against on the, the Warriors. <laughs> five on the road for a team that it has like a thirty like wins. One out of every three on the road.
1: Yeah. So not, not <laughs> Which, looking good there.
0: Well, but but they could still come through this and and do oh, no. what I suggested. It's just it's like what does that say about the team? And I I I don't want them to do this i do not want them to lose i have i think i've been pretty good about not calling for tanking despite what my brain will flash to at certain points in the season it's just this team could use such an influx of talent and they have no means of acquiring it i am like like let's pivot away from this game a little bit because i want to talk about some of the trade because it's just you know what like Boyan Bogdanovich played an incredible game, just the classic, I'm gonna torch the Mavs, please come get me game. And <laughs> if they are if they were to do something like that, i.e., send a first round pick and do whatever to get him, we should storm the American Airlines Center because it would be a like I like Boyan, but he does not move the needle. Like him and Luca is is a defensive what court. Like, what are we?
1: You just can't, I like going so a, on four years ago when yep, the Mavericks well, had cap space. <laughs> that's right, and they they
0: didn't even didn't even try. Yeah. And so I, I as i as I look ahead, I, I you know this this trade deadline just makes me really uncomfortable. We're at the point, you know, nine days out, where everyone is every team is demanding a first round pick for their player. Like the way, and frankly, like like Shams, please edit Shams. I cannot with his he finds new ways to massacre the english language it's so impressive and the fact that somebody's interested in dorian finney smith which the jazz are i heard this almost a week ago and you know I, but you know who cares like i'm not gonna, i'm not gonna report anything but it, it's out there in the wild now and then tim mcmahon says the mavericks are not parting with him it's just this weird and it's like If the undrafted small forward who scores eight and a half points and grabs four and a half rebounds a game is that important to what you do as a team? It's such an underlying problem with the talent you have on the team. Dorian is great. Dorian would be the finishing touch piece for a number of top of the East, top of the West teams. And I think that's why there's a
1: lot of chatter about him.
0: But they don't. But none of those teams have the assets to get him for what the Mavericks should like. The Mavericks like. Let me be clear. I think the Mavericks should demand something for him. It's just the the market is. I don't. Number one, I've never had a good sense of the market. Number two, it's all out of whack with what Tim Connolly gave up with the Wolves to go get Mm -hmm. um, Gobert. So it just it feels weird, and I don't want debt. Like and and McMahon even kind of alluded to this. The Mavericks don't want to do anything to put themselves out of a play for doing something this summer or later. But the fact that once again, we're relying on the thinnest possible margin of, of team building, it just, it drives me nuts. Now they have no other choice. And part of this is on me for, for hoping for different, but damn it. I hate it.
1: Well, they do have another choice, um, but they're not going to make it because I understand why. I mean, they could, if they wanted draft picks, they could get some draft picks. Uh, they would have to take a step back this season, um, so that is a choice they can make. But they're not going to make it, and I, we don't have to go down the rabbit hole of why or why not. Um, you know, with Luca on the roster, it's probably really, it would be really difficult to explain to him like, hey, you know, you guys are a no, game away. Care.
0: He's like, this is your problem. You guys go do this, and that you know. is the sort of thing that automate. That's where we're coming back to our mantra for four years now, which is like, he's gonna figure out and be mad. So, could we please stop doing things to make him mad?
1: <laughs> yeah. So, you know, they could go down that route, but we both know that they're not. I mean, yeah. What's the What's the thing about when was the last time the Mavericks traded for a first round pick? Like, uh, I think it was two thousand five or two thousand three. Yeah, it's the Devin for the Devin night. Harris pick. Yeah. Yeah. So they're just not going to do that. Fans are going to want them. Like there's obviously a, a very vocal part of the fan base that wants to do that. And part of me understands why. And there's like a lot of logic to it, but they're not going to do that. So otherwise it's like, yeah, it's like you said, do they, do they trade for, do they trade a first rounder for Boyan who maybe gets them closer to the fifth or the fourth seed or, but then now you're down a pick when picks are super valuable in terms of like, you need a lot of them to, to move the needle. Yeah, and like you trade if you trade for Boyan now, does that mean like, hey, if someone like if Zach Levine is available this summer, are you out of that race? I'm not trying to say whether the member should should do it or not, but I'm just like using an example. Like, you trade for if you trade a first rounder for a marginal upgrade now, there could be a scenario where this summer someone's available and another team has three picks to offer and you have two, and it's like. Then you're, then, you're, then you're worried about, like, you're spinning the wheels a little bit. And, yeah. you know, Boyan's 34 and Lucas 23. And it's like, you know, where do you go from there? Uh, and I think that's the biggest thing. I think that's the thing that's – I think we kind of – we talked about this, or at least this is kind of some discourse online. I think what's really tough about talking about this Mavericks team is that so many of these guys have been on the team for so long. Yeah. That there's an emotional attachment. And I'm sure it's not just fans, like I'm sure people in that front office have emotional attachments to Finney Smith and Powell and 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 Maxie and some of these guys that have been on the team for a long time. And you think about like the success stories that Finney Smith and Powell are, like those are player development wins that the Mavericks can be like, Yeah, we we helped do this. Like and they should be they should be proud of that. Uh because who who would have thought that those two guys could be You know, those guys and Maxi. like, when those guys first got on this roster, did anyone think those guys were going to be, like, contributors to a playoff team? And and people can poke holes at how big of contributors there are, you know, like, especially people like to use that with Powell. But, like, the fact remains he gets, you know, he's helped this team win games when they've been a playoff team. So I get it. Um, At the other end of the spectrum, they're the seventh oldest team in the NBA. And Dorian and Reggie and Powell – And Maxie and Tim are all either 30 or they're 29, about to turn 30. And (laughs) when Luca's 28, like those guys aren't going to be around. Like, if those guys are around, then we got some problems. But like those guys are going to be 34, 35. Like, I mean, if Luca, like, let's be clear Luca,
0: when (sighs) Luca's four years left on his contract, and really only two and a half of them are real. Like, The the timetable just grows shorter. So it's like if you know Dorian Finney Smith, who I I I again, I think he's very valuable to what this team does, but he strikes me as like the Bob Covington of a couple years ago, where who was going for all these things, and the guy just wasn't who people rem he, he had passed that point where he was as good as people thought, and now he's like the fourth wing off the Clippers bench. And so it's just like I I hate to be this this ruthless about it, but if you have an option to improve your team, grow younger, do something and still probably maintain because these guys don't make that much of a difference to the Mavs margins. Like maybe play to play their stuff like Josh green and and Lucas like two man plus minus is pretty absurd, but I just uh, basketball is about putting points in the, in the, in the hoop and the Mavericks don't have anybody that can do it except for him and Spencer
1: we're just nearing the the point where like they've been hanging on to this like 2018 2019 roster Uh and whether they like it or not they're gonna have to make a choice and they like they have to like you know it's natural it's not like trying to say dorian sucks or pal sucks or these guys suck like like lucas 23 like you cannot keep him with these guys while they're 35 like when lucas 28 Like, you think the expectations now for him in terms of, like, winning and going deep into the playoffs now, like, once he's 28, that's the conversation of, like, hey, well, that's when MJ won. That's when LeBron won. Like, that's when it's, like, okay, a player as good as Luka needs to be every season. The expectation needs to be I'm in the NBA finals or I'm winning the trophy. And, like, that's what it was like for LeBron when he got to that age. That's what it's like for him. Like, all the greatest players of all time. Like, once you start getting to that age, it's, like, it's done, like, It's done to no more. Like, hey, this Western Conference Finals trip was like so fun. Like that part is over. Um, So Luca's
0: quite reasonably there now because he's a top five player in the
1: NBA. Right, Right. and and that's they just have to. They're they're at a crossroads. Like they're gonna they're gonna have to change their roster up eventually, right? And they need to figure it out. And I don't know if it's gonna be this trade deadline, but I don't know. It's just it's soon. It's it's in the next
0: six months. Like that's. It's gonna happen in the in the first part of twenty twenty three because they just have to, they just have to, yeah. and that's not a thing to be. You know, I, I sound very frustrated because once again, I don't feel good, and I it's just like, I just want them to beat the crap out of a bad team, and <laughs> they just and they were
1: about ha- to and it just turned around.
0: I mean, I, I'm looking at the Mavs win losses, and you go back; the Miami win was excellent, and then.
1: The they Phoenix win was nice.
0: Like they know. beat Houston just before New Year. The Phoenix one was important, but I mean, I'm talking like a thorough. We are the better team. Oh, okay, thing. okay, and and that's like because they're again their point differential. This game might actually help their point differential. Oh, yeah. They point haven't th- done.
1: I don't think they've done one of those games. You know, they beat New Orleans, but New Orleans didn't have Zion or Brandon Ingram. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. They're they have a point. <laughs> They have a 0.3 positive point differential, which, if you're judging by point differential in the West, means they're really they're like the ninth. Seed. Like this stuff comes out in the wash over enough time. Um, yeah. Just so we understand, like they they, um, and that's you know, maybe they'll get it together. Maybe the it's 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 just this next stretch has me worried, and I you know I. Wouldn't have thought that, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, if there's a team that needs two days off, uh, it's definitely this team. So yeah. maybe Spencer gets his legs back. Maybe Christian Wood comes back because I think – Yeah. I I, so. Is it
0: weird that I forget about him? <laughs> like I I, I don't – like he – he ma- does he matter? I think it's yeah, because
1: their defense has been so bad. And like I know his defense has been improved in bits and pieces, but –
0: there you know he's he's better than having to play McGee. McGee goes out there and actually gives a positive <laughs> minutes. So kid starts him in the second half, oh, and he immediately was so bad just in that gives third it quarter. all up. Oh, just gives so it bad. all up, and he's never seen like because he actually did okay in the in the second. It wasn't great, but you don't need great. You need not awful. He yeah. he any compared to compared to Wood, McGee is a block hunting mofo. He yeah. oh I just I hate that anyway. I know, but well. Let's see here. We got a number. We have two days off, and the wonderful people that write for us have a ton. Like, well, you, you have two posts that are coming in the next couple of days. Um, I Ben wrote a post that I'm going to have to edit and schedule tonight. He did like the what I'm going to go look at the the name of the story because it just made me laugh out loud. and I did not even know he was doing this. It says, <laughs> ben, no. Let's see here. Where did it go here? The state of the Dallas Mavericks season per an AI chatbot.
1: Yeah, it's pretty. (laughs) He had some fun over the weekend, and he was just like, "I'm going to make it a post." Oh yeah, we
0: got, God, we got like five stories in the hopper. This is a pain in the ass. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I mean that in the best way possible. It's always good to like come to Mavs Moneyball the next two days because you're going to have like seven things to read in the off days. Um, All right, I see my dog pouncing on the couch, which worries me because that means she's shredding something let's get it so i'm gonna i'm gonna go take care of that um and then uh maybe start the live room and we'll figure out what's up thanks so much for hanging out josh anything else no that's it go get your dog all right. that's right all right guys kirk <laughs> henderson and josh bow mavs Moneyball after dark uh we'll talk to you soon bye guys